Hello. Hey, what's up? Hey. So I'm not sure what happened, but um, we'll try this way. And I'm excited to have a guest. Is she going to remain anonymous? Yeah, we're not going to say her name. Um, yeah, she's one of my good friends, and she's a business owner in Portland, Oregon. And because of you know the controversial times, a lot of business owners are receiving a lot of hate and even threats. Um, you know, uh, how due to how they're handling things, you know, during this time. Right. So um, we just won't say her name, but um, she's going to share her experiences being a business owner in a big city of Portland, Oregon, um, which is, you know, an open-minded liberal place um, for the most part. And she's going to just share a little bit of the history of um, Portland, you know, what it's like being a business owner there, um, how she's been handling things like the masks and, um, you know, just being a truther in a community of, you know, dealing with all walks of life. She's dealt with really interesting things, being a business owner there and um, seeing protests and, you know, dealing with yeah. a bunch of different things. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. I'm excited. Yeah. So I'm going to call her in. Okay. Oh, hi. 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 Thanks for having me. So glad yeah, to. Super, yeah, I'm super excited to hear um, all the stories because Courtney kind of shares some of it, but I get to hear it from you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's stories. Um, yeah, so I live in Portland. Um, been operating my biz for almost five years, and um, Portland is a pretty liberal city, so ultimately. Um, we've we've had some really lovely customers. Um, a lot of our regulars are really pleasant people. Um, and then most recently, like when Corona and everything started, we've definitely felt a huge divide amongst just people. Um, it's been a really enlightening experience. And also there's been like some disheartening things, but in business, you just got to learn how to, um, you know, handle yourself well and be strong yeah. and not let um, what people, you know, say get to you. Um, we've had a couple of threats as well, but, you know, all in a day's work. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're like, a, you're, you know, your, your perspective is way more of like, you know, a truther in all of this. So not really choosing like, right or left, but wanting to see like, okay, what's like truly going on here. So I think that perspective is different than the masses in Portland. Is that true? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that like most humans are concerned with like, you know, choosing a side or feeling like they have to like live under a label. And I don't really like to choose sides. And I think going into it, like we we definitely have a little bit of Buddhism in us. And practice Buddhism in the sense of we don't, we accept everyone for where they're at. We don't place any judgment. We expect no judgment. We're just, we're here to serve essentially. So that's kind of like our guideline. And then when this whole thing started happening, we had, you know, of course we're here to serve the community, but we've had a lot of expectations thrown at us you know people how they see themselves or you know what they're listening to where they're getting their news they started placing that on us and us just being able to serve the community and kind of support ourselves we just felt like it just started 
to tumble from there. It was, it, it's, it's been a lot of um, chaotic times right now. So we're here to help the community and help them boost one's health. But I don't think that like other people should be responsible for taking, like for taking one's health under their own wing. Right. And I think that's why it's where it gets iffy in a way. Um, so yeah, we're here to serve others, but it, everything, you know, it's, it's a double, double entendre. Like there's, there's meaning behind everything. As you guys know, there's things that are happening that we like don't even see. So I can't even imagine like where people are like, you know, getting their news from or getting, you know, reconfiguring their own reality in a way to like, I don't know. It's like, there's so much to be said though. There's so much to be said. No, it's true. There really is. Um, so you mentioned, um, like the threats, like what are some of the threats? Oh yeah. So, um, you know, you know, most of our people have been totally, most of our people have been like very pleasant. Um, like we've gotten some really amazing messages saying like, you know, you're the first place that I've been since the grocery store and like everything has been super tasty. Thank you so much. Like we've got some really pleasant messages during this time. And I mean, my partner and I and of all, all of our people that we support, we've been working nonstop since this whole thing began. So like we haven't even been able to take a day off. No complaints. But I don't think that like people usually see like how hard the people are working that like serve them. So, yeah, again, we don't expect anything. It's really nice to have like a little message that say like, hey, you know, thank you. But a couple we've gotten um, a couple like hate messages. Um, we've had like we've had a few a few months ago, like before masks were even mandatory in my state. We've had someone with like over 14,000 followers like reach out to us and um we she like sent us an email and then my partner wrote back he's better at like handling I'm more like um you know oh I'm sorry let me how can I how can I fix this whereas my partner is very stern and he's very like okay you know here's my message (laughs) so she pretty much called us out and said like your employees aren't wearing masks, aren't wearing gloves. And what's really weird is that like they were wearing gloves. So like people are like starting to like dramatize things like a lot. It's, it's very, so like the masks thing, we provided all employees masks. If they wanted to wear them, that's great. And if not, that's fine too. We believe that everybody has their own opinion and that they can wear the masks if they if they wish to so um we don't enforce rules on people so well, yeah and like i agree with that but did your employees decide that they wanted to wear masks or not want to wear masks some some do some like we have two people still on staff that wear mm-hmm. them and we don't really talk about it and then but um we also have like seven other folks that they see us not wearing them and they don't really believe that they need to either. They kind of see through it, you know, which is, I, I like people that are open-minded literally. (laughs) It's like nice to be able to have like-minded people around you. But anyways, we got threatened with 
this whole mask thing, this woman posted on her Instagram and was like, please do not like support this place, blah, blah, blah. Like, um, you know, they're not, they don't support, they don't, they don't protect their employees and the community. Right. Well, and that's what's being, you know, said about this whole mask thing. Yeah, it's say like if you don't wear them, you're not a nice person. If you don't wear them, you don't care about old people. If you don't wear them, you don't care about the community. Like when does that how did that even like who like instilled this idea that that's what they do? Yeah, the mainstream media. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's bizarre. And we've had um like in a way it was like so after that, like, that was the day that, like, Oregon went into the measure of, like, masks are now mandatory. So I decided to, like, support local and, like, you know, honor this one woman who was making masks with her grandma to get masks for everyone on my staff. And I wore it for about maybe, like, two days and decided, like, this isn't for me. And so after that, we wrote her an email. Nothing we could have said would have made her happy. You know, people don't see, like how essential some places are day in day out like they don't know how hard people behind the counters are working so it's like they'll only you know see themselves from like one perspective rather than like putting the perspective stepping into someone else's shoes so then she posted something about like this is what happens when like action is taken and community comes together and so my thought was like is that community or is that like a bully like are you a bully or, are, or is that, like, community building? Right? right. It's very strange. So, you know, someone with that, maybe in that position where she has, like, multiple followers, she, a lot of people after that started sending us hate messages, like, oh, I'm appalled, I'll never support your business. And it just was bizarre to me. It's like um, a following in a way. Yeah, it's like cultish. Um, I have a question for you about going downtown or being downtown. Um, Are there like signs that say like pro mask is pro Portland and stuff like that? I haven't seen any of those. I almost wanted to like get a sign in our space that says anti-mask zone well here no it's pretty crazy because if you um so we have like some like local like uh facebook groups like some Asheville facebook groups and they are so toxic right now extremely chaotic controversial complete divide people being so nasty to one another and um there's also all different types of signs downtown if you're you know anti-mask equals anti-Asheville Pro mask equals pro Asheville. And um, when I know somebody who's in town right now, and I didn't even know they were in town. It's a friend of mine that's from Florida. And I saw her just make a post that like, she was shocked to be in downtown Asheville and see what's going on down there. And like, I was like, wow, I didn't even like realize that. But now I'm like, it's all coming together. Like, yeah, those signs, how toxic the local groups are, how this divide is like so huge. And Asheville is a pretty liberal, liberal place like Portland. So I kind of sometimes see that there's like similarities there. So that's why I was wondering if you had any of those signs downtown, they're all over downtown. Like every place, is um that's like pro mask which is pretty much everywhere has pro mask equals pro Asheville or something it's like crazy 
Well, so uh, you mentioned that in Portland, the mask became the mandatory. And then that's when you, you know, bought some from the lady. But then you said they weren't for you. So you decided not to do it. But aren't they mandatory? So don't you have to now? So Port or Oregon is so when to my understanding, when the president had given all states, um, he had pretty much said to the governors, "Okay, the state is now in your control. Um, To my understanding, that is technically whoever's in power in in their own state has the ability to create the laws. Um, And, you know, like, did you know what happened like with Seattle? Like there was like the chop or the Chaz, there was like that autonomous zone. So um, to my understanding, it's, it's very bizarre because every, so there was a, we were entering phase one the first week of June, but then it got pushed back. So some businesses are struggling because they are prepared to open and then the governor will push it back. Kate Brown, the governor, she'll push it back. So people are preparing to open their doors and then they can't and they're like losing a lot of money. Like people want to get back to work. Some people don't. Um, but in the state of Oregon, it's been pushed. Um, I think it was like June 21st. She she created a new like policy that masks were now mandatory. And so a lot of people like were losing it. Like a lot of the the far right people were like, my, my um, body, my choice, which was like really bizarre. It's like such a, such a, um, a gamble, you know, to be able to like choose a side. I, that's where I don't, I don't like, you know, living under a label or choosing a side. Um, but the governor says um, that no one's going to be arrested mm-hmm. for not wearing one. Oh, right. So I know I know that in the state of California they started and they started this new um this new mask law which I think technically is like it's kind of um it's against human rights to you know take away take away people's freedom. Well it's also been um and- like they Trump said that or it's been said around what Trump said regarding how each state is like uh, like the governor is making the decision. They're saying that the mm-hmm. reason why he did that is because he wants the true colors to come out. And that makes total sense because you look at what's going on in the blue states and the red states and you see who's creating these policies and what kind of bullshit's going on. California being the perfect example of like tyranny, you know? So it's kind of interesting that like the, it, it kind of does show the true colors of the governor. Um, and that was kind of like a good little plan there. If that was, if that was truly oh, yeah. what was behind it. Yeah. And she's pretty left leaning, but um, it's, you know, it seems like the blue States, like the, the ones that haven't reopened, they're all about safety. So they're not moving forward as quickly as possible. And probably because they have a lot of backlash from people in the community. That's like, we're not ready to open. I can't believe you would open, you know, this early, you know, it's still going around, but you know, it's, it's, it's not like I'm going to get arrested for not wearing a mask. I may be like, and that's the whole thing with the mask is like, 
if you wear one, like my partner has worn one and he said, he's like, I kind of like it. I blend in with everybody and I don't really have to like, you know, talk to people. Um, (laughs) But if you don't wear one, you are like, it's people are like prejudice against you. Like people are racist against you for not wearing a mask. And it's like, I can't believe that we've got, we've come to a point where it's like an accessory is like, will determine your fate. Like an accessory will make you stand out or people will be rude to you if you don't look like them. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been happening for years. Yeah, no, it's just continuing the divide. It's like another, it's another category to put people in. So then it, that can make people disagree. So then it's, um, you know, creating more of a divide was, which is what they want. But let's let's move on from the masks. And what is the deal with the protests there? Because you know well, you're not you're not too far from the from the whole Chaz Chop thing, right? Yeah, I mean that's ended, but the protests continue to go on um, every night. Uh, people show up there's they're usually start pretty peaceful which you know we like to think that they remain peaceful um but it's usually it's it's a black lives matter protest which is you know it's it's layered but it starts peaceful and then portland police usually ends up with like tear gassing folks downtown but it's like an obstruction of um, property. You know, it's, there was like the mall was broken into there. People like raided a Louis Vuitton store. Um, It's getting pretty ugly. I kind of just stay on the East side to be honest, but everything is boarded up downtown. Um, All of the businesses that I know down there are closed indefinitely. One person told me that they're closed until a vaccine comes out. Wow. Uh, yeah. And, um, so a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of the homeless people are transferring like their campsites to over there too. So it's, it's getting pretty hairy down there. Um, there's a lot of young kids in the movement. Um, a lot of people protesting with like kids, but then after like 11 PM, either people stay or people disperse there. I've seen some people like build barricades, Portland police bureau have, um, have like teared it apart there's like fires every night and what's what's obscure to me is I I don't know why I don't know why people don't see it as like you know it's like a Marxist view to like um hate the world or you know see no purpose so the movement is still pretty strong but it seems like the narrative changes every day so I don't really know exactly like what their goal is obviously they want to defund the police but the narrative changes almost daily hmm. so yeah, who I are the people wrap... Go ahead. I, I i just still can't wrap my head around defund the police like the whole thing is so mind-blowing to me <laughs> yeah and and who yeah, are these like... people that are protesting it's i feel like it's young people um it's you know i mean we're in a we're in an age where a lot of people are getting their information from different platforms. Like you don't really know what to believe these days. And um, my partner says um, it's like, we're entering like the age of false priests. Like we don't know 
where the information is coming from and like those who seek the truth need to like dig deep in order to find the information that you know is the truth and so I feel like um, everybody's getting their information from different platforms a lot of people like they've never like questioned another website but they're getting their information from like Twitter is like the main source of news now and Instagram I know a lot of people that are like a lot of younger folks um, that are like turning towards these sites. But it's, it's really sad because I feel like since um, I know that since 2009, um, a lot of um, like depression has run um, in groups of like people that are, that are teenagers now like kids that are aged like 16 to 18, like depression has increased by more than 60% in the US. So it's, it's almost like these kids, like not to generalize, but like kiddos that are younger than us, like they were born in technology. So they may have a purpose or they know exactly what they want out of life. But most of them, I feel like they don't have an idea of like what their purpose is yet. You know, it's like if you're about to enter college, like you don't really know what you're majoring in yet. So they want to make a change and they want to feel connected to a group. And so like if nothing's going on and Corona is still happening and everybody's in their homes and like nobody's back in school, nobody like, you know, people work service jobs. A lot of restaurants are not open right now. So people want to feel like they, want to make a change or feel like, you know, they're involved in some sort of community. So those are the people that show up for the protests. Yeah, they want to feel like they're a part of something bigger than themselves, I guess. And I think a lot of these, um, you know, they're on social media and they see like, you know, this generation's obsessed with like the saying is they are obsessed with looking successful instead of actually being successful. And I think that goes along with the protest because they're not like, a celebrity let's say on Instagram or they might not have big followings and they feel like to be successful that's what success is like that's what measures success these days right like you have to have a following and you have to be like somebody who can make an impact so now they see themselves as like or they see these protests and this group as a chance for them to be a part of something bigger than themselves and like you know they see it as like a community and like a way to come together um, and it's, it, it's a chance for them to like find purpose, but they're not finding it in the right way. And I guess now they're like, you mentioned to me that they're like borderline, like becoming part of Antifa. Yeah, it's people. What's so scary is that like, like you say, like, it's not about left or right. It's always about good versus evil. And what's very scary to me is that these people who are going out and protesting and maybe in their mind, they think that they're doing it for a good reason. They don't know that they're being indoctrinated, indoctrinated for something else that's going to come. And then it's like, are they with Antifa or are they against it? Well, if you're out there starting fires and like, you know, throwing hate and like starting shit with the Portland police bureau, then like you're a part of it. Yeah. And I think that's who they go after too. Like these kids that like, they're like, oh, these kids are already doing it. So like, let's just have them join our group because that's exactly who they want. They want people that want to be a part of a group, want to feel like they're a part of something bigger than themselves, 
probably are like a little like possibly lost or troubled in some ways in their life. Maybe they have like, you know, broken home situations or whatever to where like somebody's not guiding them in the right direction. Like, come on, like, don't be a part of this like destructive group. Like, you know, do something more positive, but they're seeing it as positive when actually it's extremely negative and violent action. Mm-hmm. Very much so. No, yeah. I feel like some people too just really love to like, they always want to be up in a protest fighting for something that's right. Like that's what they're like really passionate about. I know a few of like, you know, the vegan animal protesters. And of course they jumped right on the Black Lives Matter um, movement. And I see them do it with other movements too, you know, and something now I'm kind of wondering like, all right, now I'm kind of like seeing a pattern here. It's almost like you just want to jump on the next protest to be a part of it and be a part of change because I do know in their heart they are in it for goodness you know what I mean like they do want change Mm -hmm. they don't really understand though the agenda behind the protest like how deep it goes and what they're really doing which is the sad part Mm -hmm. yep and it's there's no really like who's, you know, who's in control, who's going to be in control of your life if you don't make the decisions for yourself. Well, you know, you could possibly be manipulated or geared in a certain way where, you know, they want you, but you don't know that you're there until it's too late. Right. Yeah. And well, also like, I mean, you know, I feel like I'm like, I, I, I get like, uh, like caught up in my head without with like not wanting to judge you know and like you see these videos online about uh, from these protests and there's like you know it's like they say it's like antifa versus patriots or you whatever you want to say and it's like these these like antifa people there's like older guys walking around with like um like teenage boys on chains and then it's like you know there's like that one video too where there's like a a patriot kind of just like talking and like being truthful and wanting to like peacefully protest or whatever he's doing. And then like the, the Antifa members has like clown shoes on and is like waving like a ball in his face and acting like so fucking weird. Like, I hate to say that. Like, I don't want to come out and be like, Oh, that person's weird. Cause that's like, I don't know. Not me. Like, I feel like I embrace like weird, but like not that kind of weird. You know what I mean? It's like, what are like what yeah, the fuck are these people totally. doing? Like don't well, that, like but yeah. even that, like that's um that's one video you saw of one guy or like a few. I'm sure you've seen a bunch of them because I have. Yeah. But I'm saying yeah. that's not the whole Antifa protesters that are protesting black lives. I mean, they're not all wacko like that. That's just like even the Trump supporters, the Trump haters are always posting the really whack, crazy, definitely like redneck racist. Um, Trump supporters and make it sound like that's all the Trump supporters are like that. You know what I mean? Like you so say, you're putting them again right. in a box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You and and honestly, you don't really know what. Um, like you don't ever know where or what people you know come from, and so like I understand that trauma, you know, kind of manifests in different ways, but it's just. Again, the saddest part to me is that people are being like mind controlled to the point where they don't even know that they're they are a part of Antifa. If they're destructive, that it's right where they want them, and that's scary to me. Like I could have been that if I didn't like, you know, get my shit together. I could have been like going to the protest too if I was pissed and 
you know, didn't take responsibility for self. And I think that's what like a lot of like the left doesn't have is they always want they're always like looking for something better like it's not good enough it's not good enough we need more we need more and so like they're always pinpointing they're blaming the, the they're blaming out the blame yeah out. blaming yeah but if you wanted you know they don't want to take more on more responsibility well you just said a good point that you could have been there too if you weren't um like connected to self and makes me think how me and courtney talk a lot about you know people that are really triggered by words and it really has to come down to um, self-love and a lot of, you know, healing, not that you're 100% healed, but are you somebody that's easily triggered by words? No. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) I think I used to be, and then I had to break, you know, like I really had to realize that it wasn't all about me. The world was much bigger than I could possibly imagine. And I, was lucky to have a partner who, you know, helped me kind of see what aspects of me weren't great. And, and similar to him, you know, we worked on ourselves together. And, you know, I'm not perfect. And I kind of see that as like, you know, people expect others to be perfect, or, you know, they expect them to be good, good, good people. But it's like, we have both within us, we have good and evil within us, we it's just a balance. And, you have to learn how to, yeah, it's like very much left, left thinking will get you feeling too emotional where you can't even like be a person and, and have a conversation. You know, we used to like have debate in high school where you would be able to like talk about a subject, something you weren't really normally like passionate on, but you could still hash it out. Same with like the old America as you, you know, if you were to put it into words, like there used to be, you know, people that were Democrats or conservatives and like live next door to one another and they would be mowing their lawn or cutting their, you know, rose, rose bush just fine with one another. They were able to like have a conversation. But now it's like they're turning, they're making others turn on each other, like your neighbors, you know, they're making neighbors turn on each other. And that's exactly where they want us. Right. Yeah, yeah, I feel I, like the, yeah. the word triggering really has me right now. Like, it's like the Black Lives Matter has moved into now the word triggering um, issue. You know, like even the whole, I, I didn't realize it till I watched a video last night with Laura Eisenhower. And the lady kept saying how the, next, the new word now is you're not allowed to say master from master bedroom. So then today with my husband, I laughed and I was like, do you even know what really goes on? Because he doesn't have social media. And then I'm like, have you heard this thing about the master bedroom? He goes, oh, yeah, you're not allowed to call it master bedroom anymore because it's racist. And he said that um, it's either Realtor.com or Reddit or one of those will no longer use the word master bedroom. And then I'm like, my mind blows every time something new comes out. I'm just like, I can't even believe this is really happening. I mean, I understand that culture has the ability to change at any time, but I just don't like the aspect that, like, it's turning for the worse. Exactly. At least try to, like, better yourself, better your community. And, you know, you can't just accuse people of, of, like, just because that's in their vocabulary doesn't mean that they're trying to offend you. Just come to a common ground and know that, like, you guys can have a conversation rather than, like, you know, totally being like, well, I'm offended. Well, that's the then, problem. Like, it's about, like, this is this is what we're focused on. Things like master bedroom. Like, wow, there's way bigger problems right now. And if you're <laughs> seriously focused on changing the vocabulary that's been used forever that didn't have necessarily 
racial origins. Um, it's just it's just getting to the point where it's dramatic. And it's funny because I could totally see, yeah, like someone like me, I guess, and you in high school, right? Like little rebellious, whatever. Like if we never did take responsibility for our lives or ourselves or find spirituality as a path as like, you know, towards awakening and becoming more conscious and raising of our vibration and all these things that we're about. Um, I could totally have seen us going down the path of accepting this new norm, I guess. And like being like a part of it and, and feeling like, yeah, this is something that we could fight for. But as I guess that's why it's like the younger generation that's being targeted because they're the mm-hmm, ones who mm-hmm. are going to that are easily manipulated because they don't have purpose right now. And then they're, or they don't, they think they don't have purpose right now. And this is their purpose. And then they're going to grow up though. And then are they going to realize that they made mistakes? Well, no, they're the ones that are, have more, way no. more major um, AI involved and think about it brainwashing. Cause they've grown up with the technology in their face. So they've been brainwashed through our food, GMOs, vaccines, technology is the extra kicker on it for them, which is why yeah. I think they're more manipulated, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's also like, like you said, I don't think they'll ever learn. Like, do, do you ever, you know, because we're so instant gratification type folks in America, like, do you, how long, you know, how much do you plan ahead? And do you ever look back and be like, oh, I wish I would have gone to this college or that college? It's, it's the what ifs, you know, people aren't grateful or being in the moment. And so they have to like, you know, look back on their life and be like, oh, I wish I would have done that. It's like, people like us that after high school, we went, if you would have gone to a liberal arts college, and actually, I don't know if you guys listen to Jordan Peterson, but he talks a lot about this, how, like, there's people that when, like, the feminist, like, class, like, like, women's studies came into play, when people would, um, you know, take this class, it would be taught by a woman who, let's say, was, um, didn't have children, or didn't have a husband, or didn't have family. How can you teach feminism, on, like, to other people about something that you haven't experienced? Right. And so that's where, like, the whole liberal arts college isn't so effective. It, it kind of, it, it allows, it gives people power to, um, you know, say that they've learned this or know this or, like, uh, it's like, um, like, they say that the working class never used to be so avant-garde. And now it's like, oh, you can't say this. And there's, like, rules to, like, the working class. Whereas before, people just were working in America and they were grateful. They had families. They had food on the table. Like, it wasn't so extreme. But now people that are working class are putting rules on other folks because they went to, like, a liberal arts college or or something that, you know – gave them the confidence to um, be able to put others down or act like they know it all or like evolution or biology like doesn't exist or something. Yeah, it's a major, it's, it's entitlement. Like that's like a part of it. You know, it's like, it's, that's why there's blame involved because everybody feel, these people feel like they're like entitled to whatever they want and that, um, that you don't have to necessarily work hard for it. It should be given. And that's, you know, it's like 
you know, you can have whatever you want, but you have to earn it. And that, and that's part of the human experience. I truly believe like you, you, you can't be, um, you know, it's an energetic exchange. You can't be sucking energy out of others and expect other people to do the hard work and you to benefit from it. And that's like the model that is kind of being put into place. This entitled bratty younger generation wants to basically use this older generation that's laid the groundwork and worked so hard. And now they're coming in and saying, well, you're going to have to keep working, but like we're going to benefit off of it. And it's almost like it started in the household and now it's translating into like our political structures. Oh yeah. That's and fucked up. They have, it's so messed up. That's it's, fucked up. It's so messed up. Yeah, I feel like well, we it saw... really comes down to common sense still. Like I just don't, a lot of the stuff I just don't get, you know? So I definitely like hearing other people's perspective because we all have, you know, lived a different life. So we have different experiences that make us think the way we do. And sometimes I struggle with feeling like, you know, why am I one of the rare few that this seems to be common sense to me that no one else is like getting, I struggle with that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely has to do with the entitlement generation because these are the ones that are fighting for this change and they feel like they're just like their parents should be handing them everything. Um, and they don't have to work hard for the things that their parents had to work hard for. It's like, no, buddy, that's not the way it works. And now they're translating into, like I said, the political structures. So they just think that that's how it sh should be across the board. And I like the earning structure because it's an energetic exchange. And that's how it is. And, you know, it, it, it's also um, they can't even like justify or make good points. Like I sent Jamie this video. I don't know if you saw it um, about math being racist I didn't see it, but I, I already believe it because I feel it. Math being racist. So, th this is the video. It's like literally like a news anchor, like seriously, like, okay, cool. Like, why is math racist? And this person who was um, probably like can't call them a pronoun or whatever, you know, they're like, a, they're, they're a them. They said, uh -huh. um, they said, uh, something about, you know, math is um, racist. And the news anchors... Oh, oh math. Sorry, I thought you said masks. No, yes, no, no, no. Math. Math. Yeah, M-A-T-H. Math. And, and there's, there was no fucking justification. Like, I was yeah, sure... None. Like, I couldn't even understand. They're like, well, they used to count slaves. And I'm like, this, ha this yeah. has to be like a joke video. And it's like, fucking no, it's real. And this generation like can't get over the fact that math was used to count slaves. I don't know, math's used for fucking everything. Why are you talking about it with slaves? Like, like you could talk about anything with any topic like that. Like that is the most generic bullshit that I've ever heard. Like I can't even like wrap my head around that they, that somebody would really try to justify on the news that math is racist saying because slaves were counted. Well, listen, I, when, I, when, I, when I watch that video, I'm like that, that's like, to me, classic. You have to really think like AI brainwash MK ultra, like something was wrong. Like something's that's what wrong. I think. Yeah. There, there's no way that's normal. And I understand a lot of people don't know the whole AI technology and the MK ultra, like, yeah. um, you know, to the extent, 
that it really is, but there, there's that's the only explanation for that video and on a lot of these people. No, and it, but it, I almost felt like that person thought that they were ridiculous. Like they were like laughing at themselves. So then it's like, how do you even take any of these people seriously? Because I agree with you. I think, you know, this is not like the, the route I want this conversation to really go, but um, just to mention, because the two gender thing keeps coming up in everything I see um, that's, you know, conservative. But, um, you know, just to mention that uh, the DNA in the vaccines, if people don't think that's fucking with your DNA, if people don't think the shit they're spraying in the air, if people don't think the chemicals that you're eating from meat, from preserved, from, from any type of food that has preservatives, if you don't think that's fucking with you on a chemical level that then fucks with your brain chemistry and then make can put these thoughts in your head that make you think, oh my God, I don't even know what gender I am anymore. Yes, because wh- why is that happening? Why is there this mental disassociation? Wh- well, you're getting, um, if you're a male, you're getting possibly female DNA put in you. If you're a female, you're getting possibly male DNA put in you. No wonder why everybody is so fucking confused. Yeah. No, it's not even possibly. It's definitely happening. But that's the problem. It's definitely happening. You can't tell somebody that that's feeling that like we discussed because they genuinely in their heart and mind feel that way. So for somebody to judge that can come off as wrong. So when you try to tell somebody that like, hey, you know, did you ever think maybe you're feeling this way because of blah, blah, blah? Like, you know, it's, it's a really hard, really touchy Touchy, no, touchy I don't. Subject. I don't hate on them for yeah. feeling that way. And this no, is the I actual know. sad part. I don't hate on them for feeling that way. I fucking hate our system that did that to them. No, and it's, exactly. it's, it's, it's sad. It's disheartening. It's hurtful. It's upsetting. It's like kind of making me emotional because it's really fucked up that we're fucking with humans in that way. Right. It's very upsetting. Yeah, it is it's really, upset. really upsetting that that's what is going on, that our system is that corrupt that we're fucking with humans in a way that's making them disassociate with themselves. Fuck that. It's disgusting. um, I think they play on obviously the gay community um, ties in with that community, which is another minority similar to Mm -hmm. Latinos or blacks or even lower income could be a minority. And those are even different minorities, even the vegans, we all get majorly manipulated and played on because we are, um, we have experienced something that made us either, you know, vegan, or if you're gay, you've experienced some type of, um, you know, some, some type of hurt or some type of racism for being gay. So that's how they play on you. Right. They're playing on our traumas. It's that's it's, what this, exactly. That's yeah. why it's a psychological warfare mm-hmm. because they're playing on our traumas in every direction that we look. And, and I don't even, to me, it's, I don't even like, it's not even about the, the gay people because, love who you want that I mean that is how could that bother anybody you know what I mean that's how I think of it it's kind of like the same thing with the race thing like how could that like how could like skin color bother somebody that's my perspective but um it's it's more so when it comes into the chemical changing and the whole trans thing that really is like hurtful to me because I feel like humans are being manipulated in a very very deep way down to the chemical compounds in our dna right yeah that's so crazy and that's like something i i don't really think about but 
it's true. You can't even like come across anyone and be like, Hey, you know, maybe you're feeling this way because of this, but don't you dare try to tell someone how they're exactly. feeling, especially out here in Portland. <laughs> it's they're like, this is the trans capital of the world right here. Yeah. I was, was going to say that is that I thought, I thought I've heard that before. Oh yeah. This is like one of the only States where you're not allowed. You don't have to choose M or F on your driver's license. You could choose X. What? Oh yeah. And again, I'm with Courtney, like love who you want, like cool, like if you're trans, great. Just be confident for who you are and don't judge people. Like if people want to accept you, they'll accept you. If people don't want to accept you, they don't want to. That's just all human. No, like, because if you're if you're some... trans, I feel like the the couples that aren't trans don't hate trans couples, but it's actually the trans couples that hate people that aren't trans. So it's like who yes. is creating the separation here? Who's creating the separation? Yes. Because I'm cool with it all. I'm cool. Like, I don't fucking care. But they fucking can hate me. What did I do to them that made them hate me? Because I love a male? Because Like, what are you? Like, what? Very confusing to me. Oh, yeah. And it's like, it's not even, it's like, you we don't even know like maybe they've had things that it's again stemming from trauma like things that are like you know they have been maybe like there's been some symbolic moments in their life or like virtue signaling where like they've taught or been like you know assaulted or something when they were younger and then they think that this is what they want but it's it's all kind of scary too, because I think that like being trans was considered like a mental illness and now it's taken off like the mental um, illness website as it's not listed as a mental illness anymore. But why was it there in the first place? Right. So again, I don't know, we could like go on a rant, but it's definitely like things happen at an early age and that affects a lot of people as they get older. Yeah. And I don't want to generalize too, because I actually was a part of a Kundalini woman's circle here. And there was somebody in that circle who was trans and we had a really nice conversation as a group regarding divine feminine and divine masculine, basically how this system um, from a political perspective and also like pharmaceuticals and everything that ties in with that they're trying to take away that spirituality that divine feminine divine feminine and divine masculine and they're trying to strip us of those spiritual rights and neutralize us as genders which then will disconnect us from our spirituality and that trans person fucking agreed so you know what i can't generalize trans as one group because this person was like this is an issue. This is a problem. This is like, they were, they were aware of this being real um, and honoring the divine feminine and divine masculine. And I, I can't say that every trans person would have been on the same page as this person. Yeah. So I you can't agree. generalize. Sure. Yeah, you can. So anyway, well, yeah, I don't know. Does anybody have, have anything else to say? No, I, I want to say though, I'm very impressed that you stick with the, no mask, you know, owning a business because right now everyone that I see that like owns a business or has a big following, um, they're, even if they believe in the no mask, they're definitely not, they're going with the whole bullshit narrative of the mask <laughs> for the sake of their business. So I really give props to you for not, um, caring cause that's pretty big because your business is your life really. And you've worked so hard for it. So that's impressive. 
Thanks. Yeah, we try. I mean, like, I think my friend told me she thinks we're the only business that's like not doing the mask thing. Well, I believe it. We, but authenticity we, is just more important to you. Yeah. And like some people, you know, we've, we've been we've gotten a lot of calls and we definitely are feeling grateful for those who see through it all. And like, they don't need to wear a mask to enter our space. But like, we've gotten messages like people saying like we're gonna publicly put you on blast like if you don't wear a mask or like if you haven't said anything about like the black lives matter movement and it's just like all threats and and all in all like we're gonna keep on doing what we know how to do and just like serve others if people don't want to if people don't like us wearing masks they don't have to come in like it's like all about what's going on in like the headlines if they were saying that you know, this is about your health or like if it was all about health, they would say like drink enough water, like exercise, take vitamins, like probiotics. But instead, like they're saying obviously instilling fear and saying like remain six feet apart and like, you know, make yourself useless, like wear useless masks and like, you know, confine yourself in your own home until like the new the next drug is going to come yeah, out. And, and it's like the pro the pro mask people are also like the pro-choice people. And that is just so interesting to me because if they're pro-choice and they're all pro my body, my choice, then why are they telling people you need to be pro-mask if it's pro, if it's my body, my choice? I don't understand why people think it's a good idea to tell anybody anything on what to do. Why? Like, and it's like a bully, again, a bully-like mentality. Like you have to kind of like break the rules in order to like understand like what you're capable of. And these people like are like, they're not rule breakers or they just like, they see their, their life is more important than yours. And I don't like that mentality. So again, we're here to serve, but like if people are treating others poorly because of something like an accessory that they're wearing on their faces, my God, what does the world come to? <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. Thanks for having me and thanks for talking the real truth here. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, good luck you. with everything. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. You too. Bye. Bye.